1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase is necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. Welcome to
2: the Nebraska Hawks. Night. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes. Living in enemy territory.
1: Listen. These guys are way past their
0: prime, But they're still Hawkeyes! They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska! Oh, okay.
1: The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers,
2: more like corn suckers.
0: Are you ready for this? All right. Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawksness, your Hawkeye oasis, oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Make sure to take a little bit of time out of your day. Hit the like and subscribe button so you can get all the updated interviews from all of our Hawkeye legends and current Hawkeyes. Right now, we have former Iowa Hawkeye wide receiver, former NFL wide receiver, current Hollywood stuntman. I mean, I'm just getting winded talking about all this. And producer of the new documentary on the shoulders of Giants. We have himself, one of our favorite wide receivers of all time, Quinn Early. How you doing, sir?
2: Doing great. Thanks. And I know I said this last time, but I love that kid. Next time you guys interview me, I'm gonna rock a Big fat
0: little thing. <laughs> That'd be cool. I would love that. <laughs>
1: well, and just to preface, Quinn, if Adam looks like he's sweating, he was in a big rush. He, you know, he had some things come up. So, but Adam doesn't sweat; he glistens. So, just remember that as we uh, as we proceed never, never, more, a, more, more of
0: a, more of a, more of a sparkle. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. So, Quinn, it's been a little while since we talked to you last. uh Just. Personal life to start out with. How's life going? Anything new in the life of Quinn? You know, you're still in Southern California. Tell us about anything new that's going on with you. And we're going to get to the documentary here in a little bit.
2: Things are going great. Just uh, working here and there. Um, Went out to New Mexico. I went and did some reshoots on uh, a Western that I was working on. Uh, It's called The Heart of They Fall. It'll be coming out on Netflix. Uh, in the next couple of months here, um, just worked on Star Trek Picard, which is a bucket list. You know, I'm a Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel universe geek, so anytime I get to work on one of those type of shows, it's a lot of that's fun. That's cool. That's, that's and um, yeah, live long and prosper. But um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just been kind of kind of hanging. You know, working out a little bit, just working on some of my other projects. You know, I, I uh, I've been working on some full length feature uh, film scripts and. Uh, Got a couple of things in the works there. So hopefully I get to make a movie at some point. And I really want to make a movie about what we're going to talk about, the Frank Kenny Holbrook story. Um, you know, got—I got I wrote a screenplay for that first. So I did that. But then I wanted to get his story out there. So that's why I pursued the documentary. But just got a lot of irons in the fire and just, you know, really just enjoying life.
1: Mm-hmm. well i'm not sure adam and i've accomplished maybe but a couple of things since the last time we talked about it. so again like last time you're making us not feel good about ourselves but <laughs> anyway but anyway you know Quinn, take us back through you talked about it a little bit before but go ahead and take us back through the background of this documentary how did you how did you come upon the frank kenny holbrook subject matter you know and i and we'll talk about it again later too about the proceeds going to the an early foundation for alzheimer's mm-hmm. but um you know how did how did this whole project start for you so uh
2: About two years, a little over two years ago, I had a producer contact me about, they were making a movie about Niall Kinnick, who was, you know, the first and only Heisman Trophy winner from Iowa, asked me if I wanted to be involved, and we discussed it, and um, when I got off the phone, I just started clicking around the internet, and uh, came across this picture, it was an old picture of, you know, I I didn't even know what team it was, it was just, I just saw this black kid down in the corner of the picture, and I clicked on the picture, and it was the 1895 Iowa Hawkeyes. And I was like, what the, and, you know, who, you know, who's this kid right here? And just, you know, started doing some research and found out it was Frank Kinney Holbrook. And when I started asking people about him, not that many people uh, knew who he was or even had heard of him. And, um, you know, I reached out to people like Neil Rosendahl who, who had written some articles on him. And, you know, there are a few others that have talked about him. So I think it was a collaborative effort to, to bring awareness to who he was, in um, being the first black athlete, student athlete to attend the University of Iowa back in 1895. I mean, that's 126 years ago. Wow. It's pretty unbelievable.
1: So, about how long ago was that, Quinn? How what's been the timeline for how long this has been in production? So actually, the, the actual documentary, I've been working on it for about a year and a half. You know, I wrote a screenplay
2: based on his life first, but I figured, you know, how long is it gonna take me to raise, you know, 10, 15, 20 million dollars to try to make a movie? So I decided to do a documentary just to bring some awareness to his story. So I've been working on that for about a year and a half and, you know, I'm really proud of how it turned out and I'm looking forward to releasing it so everybody can,
0: can check it out. Quinn, we're really looking forward to seeing it too. I think Jerry and I will be some of the first guys that'll be clicking on to watch it and buying it. Um, I, I know you mentioned this, not to change the subject too much, but with the Niall Kinnick movie that was mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out and then COVID hit. And I think they kind of halted production. Do you know what the progress is of that? Cause we were really starting to hear a lot about it and we haven't heard anything mm-hmm. for quite a while.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything as of late. I'll have to reach out and find out what their plans are. Um, like you said, you know, with the whole COVID thing, I was actually working on a short film uh, here in California before I started working on the you know, the, the Kenny Holbrook story. And it was, uh, we had one more day of shooting left and everything just shut down. And we had to, so I'm going to have to go back and revisit that. So I think that whole deal,
1: you know, I mean, like you guys know, it affected everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: we figured maybe everything else you got going on, you might be starring in that as well. So, yeah, Um, you never know. (laughs) No, I'm behind the camera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You could still be one of the college guys throwing a Letterman's jacket and get on the (laughs) sideline or like some pads and could still go out there and go.
2: But if they ask me to run, though, I don't know. I'm probably shooting hamstrings across the room at this point. You know what I mean? So,
0: (laughs) yeah, you you know know how that cinema goes, man. They can make even guys like Jerry and I look good. (laughs) But, and, you know, to Adam's point,
1: I am really looking forward to this, because one thing I've always enjoyed, and I think a lot of Hawkeye fans have, is knowing the history of the program, and, you know, I'm looking forward to this fact, because, again, it's, you know, it's nothing that we've really ever heard about before, and, I mean, you're bringing it to light, and I'm 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 excited. I've already, as we talked about before, I've already bought my uh, my place in line here, and we'll get to the details on how people can do that as well. So, but um, one little quick note I wanted to, before I forget, is I believe you've got, the aid of one Mr. Cameron Early in this yes. documentary is all. Tell us who Cameron Early is and what his and his work so far. Because I believe maybe one of his films is also going to be with this at, at a film festival or a show. But tell us more about Cameron.
2: Yeah, so Cameron Early—that's my oldest son. Um, he's a, a super talented kid. Uh, you know, he got into—he's stu- a stuntman also, and he got into stunts. Probably about five years ago and man, his career has really taken off. He actually just got back from Pittsburgh. Um, he was working on a TV show called American Russ. It's with uh, you know Jeff Daniels, who is one half of the dumb and dumber, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, duo. And uh, um, he was assistant coordinator on that. He was the fight coordinator on the new Marvel's movie, the Eternals, you know, it's with Angelina Jolie. So it's really take, he's really taken off. You know, now when I go on set, people are like, oh, you're Cameron's dad. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm super proud of him. You know, his goal is to be a stunt coordinator. And then uh, eventually he'd like to direct some things. The the short film that I'd mentioned that we had to stop because of COVID, he was actually the director on that film. Um, Mm -hmm. So he's just an up and comer. And, uh, you know, so be looking for some great things from him.
1: Oh, fantastic! So, to give us a timeline upcoming then, Quinn, on the on the Frank Kenny Holbrook documentary. You know, it's come, it's slated for premiere here pretty soon. And what's the upcoming mm-hmm. schedule? Film festivals? You know, what's what what what's the what's the near future have going for you? So, I've entered it in
2: quite a few mm-hmm. film festivals. So, uh, we will see what happens with that. Hopefully, it can win some awards. I'll be in Iowa that first week in September, and I'll be promoting the film. Um, you know, I'd mentioned to you when we were off the air that uh, I was honored with the invitation to speak on Frank Kenny Holbrook's behalf at the athlete, Iowa Hawkeye Athletic Hall of Fame induction ceremony where he he got in. So they wanted me to speak on his behalf. So I'm, I'm extremely excited about that. I'm going to go to the game that weekend. And then on, um, on Sunday after the game, uh, September the 5th, We're going to have a fundraiser in Tipton, Iowa, which I could provide you guys with the invitation if you want to post it somewhere. Everybody Mm -hmm. is welcome. We're going to do a silent auction, a red carpet. It's going to be a fun night. We're going to have food. Uh, Current former Hawkeyes will be in attendance. And uh, the money that I raise from that, I'm going to be donating to the Tipton uh, Historical Society. They want to build a monument of Frank Kenny Holbrook there in Tipton. So I'm going to give the money to them so that they can uh, get that done.
0: All right, Quinn, let's give a little teaser to this documentary. What are some things that Hawkeye fans that would really interest or, you know, spike their interest about Frank Kenny Holbrook? Some of his characteristics characteristics, and some cool things that he's done in his life.
2: Sure. Well, let's start with the fact that, you know, his father was a runaway slave. Uh, he ran away from his captors when he was 12 and he ran into the safety of the Union Army. There was this gentleman, Captain Lloyd Dillon, who was from Iowa City. He took in... James Kenny Holbrook. That's Frank's father. And, uh, he valeted for him during the civil war. After the war was over, he brought James back to Iowa city. James then, uh, moved to Tipton when he became an adult and, uh, had his family, Frank Kenny Holbrook. Um, one of the really interesting things is is that the Holbrooks were really embraced by the people of Tipton. They raised money so that Frank could go to college. Um, They were a Quaker town. They had an underground railroad right there in Tipton. It's just like there's just so many really cool things. You know, and when he got to Iowa, uh, they didn't have a coach that first year. They had to raise money so that they could even have a football season that year. And, you know, they kind of coached themselves. They didn't do very well. And they had uh, him playing. And, and, you know, back then, in the late 1800s, they didn't throw the ball. He was primarily a blocker. The following season in 1896 – They hired a gentleman named Alfred E. Bull, who was an um, All-American football player from the University of Penn. He came to Iowa. He became the coach. One of the first things he did was he moved Kenny to running back, to halfback. And things just exploded from there. He became one of the best halfbacks in the nation. And, you know, he led the Hawkeyes to uh, their first ever conference championship. So really exciting story.
1: What were some of the big things that you learned in researching this, Quinn? I mean, you went to Iowa for four years and, uh, you know, around the football program and such. And, and, you know, what were some of the things that came to light that you were like, wow, I've never even realized that before? Or, you know, just besides the story itself. I mean, yeah. was there anything about the school or?
2: Well, just the fact that, you know, back then, I mean, we know it was it was different times back then. And being a black uh, student at University of Iowa and, and really all over the country, First, I want to say they were pretty progressive, you know, with the fact that, you know, you look at the Duke Slater and some of these other people who went and played there, you know, even though they had to face racism, just the fact that they were there and, you know, they were able to uh, be successful. You know, Duke Slater went on to become a lawyer, a judge, He played in the NFL. He just got inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame, which is amazing. Um, You know, whereas when you look at like some of these Southern programs, they didn't let black people start playing until the you know, the sixties and seventies. And, Mm. you know, so I think, you know, the Midwest and the university of Iowa was kind of ahead of its time that way, Mm. you know, it was, but, but it was really interesting to me, the fact that being a black student there, they couldn't live in the housing. They couldn't eat at the restaurants, you know, just all the stuff that we know. So they had to find places to live. Um, So it was definitely a different time. So just imagine the adversity that these, these young men had to face and still be successful at what they did, so no. it's, it's pretty impressive.
0: Quinn, I just uh, not too long ago picked up the um, it's the Duke Slater biography, and so I'm going to be re- uh, reading that and trying to learn as much about him as possible. But what does it mean to you, being uh, you know an African American that has played at the University of Iowa, to have the field named after Duke Slater? Now,
2: I mean, I think it's great. You know, it's it's, it's what's interesting is when I was at Iowa, I lived in Slater Hall, but you know, yeah, when I'm 18 and 20. You know, I was more concerned with, you know, what my hair looked like and, you know, how many girls I could meet and talk to, you know, as opposed to the history. So yeah. it's it's just really interesting to be able to go back now and learn the history of, you know, Iowa athletics and, you know, uh, African-American people um, who played there and were successful back in the 1800s, early 1900s, 20s and 30s and things yeah. like that. It's really interesting.
0: There's so much history there that like I just feel like since we've been doing our the interviews for this last year or so, Jerry, that I feel like I've learned a ton. And you know, like we've mentioned multiple times, I'm like I felt like I know quite a bit as a Hawkeye football fan. There's so much information out there from like you said the 20s 30s 40s you know even before that of just great stories of former hawkeyes that you know that they're out there they're out there in books and so that's kind of been my mission over the last few months is to obtain some of these books and, and start to read them
1: absolutely so quinn has how cooperative was the university then in the in the production of this did they uh was it were they good to work with or oh my goodness yeah
2: they were it was phenomenal you know um Ben Hansen, who runs the uh, Legacy Hawk program there at Iowa, he was you know he's he's helped me so much not with just this project but with other things as well. But uh, they were very accommodating. You know, uh, I talked to Coach Ferentz about being part of the documentary, and he was excited about it. And it was funny because when I went in with my production team, and and uh, Coach came out, and he was like, "Can I make you guys some coffee?" And, you know, and he was just so nice and, you know, just, he's just a sweetheart of a guy. And Great. my guy turned to me and he goes, that's the coach. <laughs> you know, And then uh, after the interview was over, he walked around with us and then we were going over to the stadium. We filled a, a, a portion of the, the documentary in this, in Kinnick stadium. And uh coach is like, I'll walk over there with you. And we went over there and then uh my former teammates, Robert Smith and Kerry Burt, you know, I was doing interviews with them and, Coach saw them, and every you know it was like a big love fest. Everybody was hugging and talking and asking about the family and all this stuff. So, everyone was extremely accommodating and, and excited to be a part of this project, and uh, I, I just couldn't be
1: any more excited and, and thankful for their help. So, what is the long-term plan then? Don't you've got a plan to do more documentaries and moving on from this, don't you, Quinn? I do.
2: So, I want to be able to tell stories about black athletes in American history whose stories have yet to be told. Hmm. Um, So I have quite a few planned coming up. I'm talking to a streaming service right now about carrying my documentaries, which I'm really excited about. I don't want to discuss that yet because it's not etched in stone, but uh, I'm really excited about the possibilities. So hopefully you'll be seeing not just this documentary, but a series of documentaries coming up in the near future.
0: Nice. Go ahead, Adam. No, I was going to say, um, I believe last time we talked to you, there was a little bit of conversation. And correct me if I'm wrong about the uh, potential of a Duke Slater documentary or something in the in the future.
2: Yeah, that 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 could be it. You know, again, my focus is, you know, a lot of people know about Duke Slater. Um, I mean, this is a phenomenal story. I think eventually I would love to do one, but I think my goal at this point is to tell stories about people that nobody heard of. Yeah. I think those are important because there are a lot of great stories like that out there, not just at the University of Iowa, but, you know, um, just across, you know, the country.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
1: there's. You know, there's got to be tons of phenomenal stories out there to tell mm-hmm. that haven't, you know, that, you know, didn't make it to what you might call the mainstream. So but um, so we want to back this up because any endeavor of Quinn Early, you know, Quinn Early. I can't remember the movie, Adam. It was, you know, somebody's like layers. Quinn Early has many layers. So now <laughs> as we talk about all these productions, but the the proceeds from this, though, Quinn, are going back to the Ann Early Foundation. Am I correct?
2: Yeah. So I started a foundation in my mother's name. Unfortunately, she passed away from Alzheimer's in 2013. So I started an Alzheimer's foundation and uh, our doctors are doing some amazing things. You know, we're, we're really focusing right now on actually COVID with regards to dementia because there is a link. Um, and <clears throat> you know, what I do is I actually counsel people who are caregivers of people who are diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's because when my mother was diagnosed I didn't know what to do. It was almost like somebody gave me a cinder block and pushed me in the water. Like I had no idea how I was gonna, you know, navigate that. And what I learned, I learned some incredible things, and I ended up having a um, although it was really hard, it ended up being an incredible experience to go through that journey with my mother. So uh I counsel others as far as how do they navigate their, you know, their their mother, their father, you know, their grandparent, whatever it is, whatever the scenario through the journey of dementia and Alzheimer's. So, yeah, so it's the Anne Early Intervention org is the name of it. Okay. And um, we're doing some great things. So I'm okay. excited.
0: Quite a... Hey, Quinn, can you tell us again, just remind everybody how they can watch this documentary, when it's going to come out, and where they can go to see it and how much it costs?
2: Absolutely. So if you go to com. Uh, you know, just one long word. frankkennyholbrook.com dot uh, com. There's a right on that first page. There is a pre order the Shoulders of Giants button. It's as easy as clicking on that. It's uh, two dollars and ninety nine cents to rent it, and I believe four dollars and ninety nine cents to purchase it. And again, one hundred percent of the proceeds from that goes to my Alzheimer's Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I would love people to get on there and order it. And then I'm also going to be allocating some of the funds to the Tipton Historical Society. So again, they can build a, a monument to Frank Kenny Hallbrook. So- I'm really
0: excited for everybody to see nice. us, Quinn. With your your life has been so interesting. You've done so many cool things. So whenever the movie about you comes out, Jerry and I want to know if we can be extras in the
2: movie. <laughs> I'll let somebody else write that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but we just want to be in the movie, like maybe some like fat schlubs, like sitting in the seats, like you know, watching you play or something like that. We could be like those obno- obnoxious fans or anything like that. We'd be I would be pretty good at that. We play We kind of play that role in real life. <laughs> you got you got <laughs> i just
1: don't i just don't want to be the bully on campus or anything I, that way <laughs> i hurt my demeanor but uh yeah so and then quinn real quick is this just going to be strictly an online release or will there be any theatrical or or other methods or right
2: now it's just online but again i'm talking with uh, a company right now so hopefully it will be something in the near future that will you know you can turn on your tv and it'll be on there but so for right now it's just streaming through uh uh, you know, I have a, a, a Vimeo on demand a Vimeo on demand page that it's connected to. So um, get on there and 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 purchase it. And I'm just really excited for everybody to
1: see it. Great. Well, we're excited too, Quinn. And I mean, for our audience, you know, get out there and support it. Um, all of our Adam and I's experience with Quinn. On the interviews, off the interviews, you're about one of the most genuine guys we've dealt with and we've appreciated Absolutely. everything you've done. And I can't I'm honestly thrilled. I can't wait to see this, Quinn, because Thank I mean, I'm you've got me excited for it. So I, I really want our our audience to go out and check it out as well.
0: Thank you. Yeah, Quinn, anything we can do to help you out again, other than this, sharing anything and getting Mm -hmm. the word out, don't hesitate to let us know because, you know, like Jerry said, you've been such a pleasure to work with and such a genuine guy and you're doing some really great work. And so we're huge fans of not only the playing career, but all the really cool things you've been doing lately. And uh, we're excited to see the documentary. I cannot wait.
2: Well, I appreciate it. I really do. And anything that I can do for
1: you guys, you know, just let me know. I'm always around. All right. That sounds good. Thanks, Quinn. Appreciate you coming back on. Absolutely. All right, Quinn. Have a good one. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Right,
2: thank you Guys, go Hawks.